0: As far as nonsense, do, have you heard anything else out of Camp Ferrari at this point, Johnny?
1: I haven't. I don't think so. Um, yeah. Even though we are headed straight into the uh, Graded
0: Parmesan Grand Prix, <laughs> um, yes, yes. Oh God, yeah. It's I, I haven't. I haven't heard squat from Team Ferrari, which is a good thing. I think. I think whenever Ferrari doesn't start to like toot their own horn then maybe we're in toot, toot their own clown nose yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah if they if, if they're not tooting their own clown noses then there's a good chance that something is in the works there so we'll we'll see uh i also just like to imagine that when ferrari is tooting their own horn it's you know it just sounds like
1: (laughs) that's exactly what
0: i was thinking it was just like the tiniest little yeah yeah oh god well let's let's go into the the podcast here we're in we're in it johnny let's podcast baby Welcome to the F1 Files, folks. This is our Formula One podcast. It's a couple of best friends who've loved Formula One forever, and we just happen to be located here in the United States. I am one of the hosts. My name is Corey Willis. I'm an actor, writer, improviser out here in California.
1: And this is John Lepore. I'm a creative consultant designing the future for film technology and automotive, holding it down on the East Coast. Yeah, baby. Uh, Corey, it's it's race week.
0: Yeah we're
1: we're going racing uh and it'll be the first of three back-to-back races yes pretty exciting yes be good yeah the the season started with a lot of very unpleasant stop and go and we're gonna get like a full-on uh we've got uh imola Mm -hmm. the weekend following that is monaco correct
0: yep yep charles home race
1: and then and then what do what do we have after that? We're uh, not
0: going straight to Canada. No, we've got Barcelona we? between those two. I Barcelona. Believe.
1: Okay. And then there's a week off before Canada.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, that weird calendar of like we just dip over to North America real quick and then head back to Europe for like the next 6 weeks. So just yeah. a wonderful wonderful We got calendar.
1: a free gas card. <laughs> So we're just going to use it, uh, as much as, as much as we can. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so, (laughs) all right. So we're, we're going into race week. That's Mm. wonderful and exciting. Uh, this week, I feel like the majority of what's been happening in formula one has just been follow-up from last weekend's race in Miami. Yeah. Uh, the first subject to touch on i think is uh, that that caught my attention is that we've got potential beginnings of a driver shakeup.
0: up mm-hmm. we sure do
1: it's my understanding that helmet marco has put uh put nick DeVries on a on a sort of warning or a uh what is, what is it I, I i used to work with a a managing director who would always call it a pip. Cool. We're gonna we did this. We're gonna take this guy. We're gonna put him on a pip, a performance improvement plan. There we basically go. Yeah, sit them down and tell them the you know the countdown until they are fired unless some specific things change. So, uh, mm-hmm. first question is: Do you think this will? Do you think Nick Devries will all of a sudden be like,
0: "Oh, I wasn't trying my hardest."
1: Now I'll try my hardest here at the pinnacle of motorsport.
0: Yeah, I don't think that he is in good shape. One, the AlphaTauri is not a competitive car. Objectively, it is the, I think, slowest car on the grid by every metric. That said, Yuki Tsunoda has been just outside the points or scoring points for these first few Grand Prix He is showed up as uh, as like an actual team leader, which everyone was kind of worried about. Uh, Nick DeVries coming in Mm -hmm. with Yuki being kind of a hothead, still feeling like a rookie, even though he's not a rookie anymore. Uh, There was a lot of concern, but it does look like Nick DeVries uh, has now basically put himself in a situation where he's got these next three races. Like Helmet Marco said he has his job for the next three races, which in abstract, it's like Mm -hmm. you only have a job for the next three races based on how you perform over the next three races. And Helmet Marco is notoriously just brutal with the way that he deals with drivers and their lack of pace. So... There will be a midseason replacement, and it's not even, John. It's not even like the midseason, really. We're if we're only six races in yeah. Yeah, to yeah, a yeah. twenty-three, should have been twenty-four race calendar, buddy. You're a quarter of the way through the season, and you're potentially getting fired from the worst team on the grid, and that that feels so bad for Nick that. Crazy. To me, feels like a tough break.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. It, there's a degree to which i feel like you know uh, he's a rookie there's sort of a degree of like well what do you expect he's mm-hmm. got to kind of find his rhythm and learn the ropes and and all of that um mm,
0: but is he really also a i feel like once you is he re- he's 28 years old yeah, he's a all right, multiple all right. world champion yeah. in other in in multiple other classifications of motorsport so uh, the rookie thing yeah. It just doesn't, in the same way that Logan Sargent, his seat is completely safe because he's at Williams and he's a true blue rookie. And he's a, a, a U.S. citizen yeah. on the grid when the U.S. market right. is blowing up. So Logan Sargent, categorically safe. Nick DeVries, yeah. everything but safe. So I don't know. It's It's not looking good for the kid. And by kid, I mean twenty-eight-year-olds.
1: Yeah, and I feel like this is this is going to only exacerbate the situation, right? Yeah. Like when Helmet Marco is like, "You better perform, kid." That means that uh, he's gonna basically implode. Yeah. In the next like two races.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, look at look at the way that Helmet Marco has basically put out a decree like this before it happened mm-hmm. with daniel kavian. Yep. It happened with pierre gasly. Yep. There there's every bit yeah. of history shows that this is exactly what helmet marco will do at his top tier team. So of yeah. course he's going to do it at his feeder team that is trying to prepare people. Yeah. Especially when you've got uh Iwasa, I think uh Iwasa, um sorry if I'm mispronouncing uh that name but you've got the the Japanese phenom uh from GP2 uh who's coming up through Red Bull and you've got Liam freaking mm. Lawson who is when everyone was like oh wow Oscar Piastri is this like talent he's this great talent it's like like a surf i don't surf but i i know like some surfing references where like someone will see a, a like a swell will see a set of waves come in and like veteran surfers uh are like hey don't hit the first wave because it's probably just the first wave. And there are going to be several waves that are building up and even bigger behind it. Mm -hmm. And I think we've got Oscar Piastri as that talent, as that first wave of this new generation. And then we've got Liam Lawson coming in so hot with so much potential, uh, even more potential than Piastri had. And he's had a Red Bull team. He's a Red Bull driver through and through. And, Right. If you're coming up through the most dominant system in the sport and you're a dedicated person who drives for that team, I mean, these are these are shades of Lewis Hamilton and McLaren. Like, that's what Liam Lawson is looking like yep. for Red Bull. So, Nikki, your seat is anything but safe. Anything but safe right now. Yeah. No.
1: I mean so there was a brief uh so you mentioned the two best candidates mm-hmm. for his seat or the two most likely candidates for his seat there was i just want to note there was a brief moment where, when this news came out everybody like immediately was like oh, danny rick yeah. we'll just slide into one of those seats and he'll be back on the grid but no it is yeah. uh and, and what is the reason for that is it just more about like uh the, the role of this team is to mature young talent and and shape
0: them from the ground up? I believe so. That is just kind of the ethos mm-hmm. of Alpha Towery and Red Bull, the way that they have it is a junior team. It's not a sister team. Uh whenever someone gets bumped from Red Bull, they often will either get bumped completely off the grid or will get bumped down to Alpha Tower. Uh and then vice versa. So okay. I think I don't know man i what do you what do you what do you think johnny what are your how how are you like i do you think that Daniel Ricardo could end up in that seat or do you think he should end up in that seat i mean i I think that there are two better candidates, and it's also Daniel Ricardo I don't want to see Daniel I, Ricardo in an alpha towery. Yeah, you don't want to see him flung into a a terrible,
1: terrible car. No, um, no. I th- I think I I'd be happy to see him anywhere on the grid just to see, like, you know, I think everybody's hope is that we see him in any car on the grid, yeah. and he's just like, hey, listen, I was just incompatible with that McLaren, and you put me anywhere else, and I'm gonna be awesome, yeah, and you'll you'll see me shine again. Uh, so that's always tempting, but I think you know I I get the helmet Marco strategy of like no this is where we, this is where we grow next season's crops uh, over here yeah. at alfatari and you know Dan, Danny Rick isn't going to serve that purpose for us or, or meet that agenda so yeah. you know keep him well keep him where he is as a. PR power uh, as uh,
0: power force as for, our for yeah, team. as our publicity wing here at Red Bull uh Daniel Ricardo basically yeah. is taking over the marketing and publicity departments uh with amazing results truly amazing results if if you want to consider yep how prickly Max Verstappen is as uh, a lead driver there the the relationship between him and Sergio Perez on track off track they want to say it's like beautiful and wonderful and nothing's wrong but i don't know if i totally believe that but then you've got this like beautiful amazing smiling bubbly personality third driver who is on this whether he tries to be or not it's like he's on this press tour constantly like anytime he's even if you watch like the f1 tv like the weekend warm ups or any of like those like post race shows whenever Daniel Ricardo like enters the frame or enters their like orbit, you'll like watch the presenters like stop focusing on the camera and like look over and start to like try to make eye contact with Daniel Ricardo, and then eventually he'll just come over and talk, so he's like they'd they'd be foolish to remove him and uh, remove him from, like, the Red Bull immediate orbit and put him... Look, I would... Now that I'm saying this out loud, I can't imagine a harder group to, like, dislike, a harder driver pairing to dislike than Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo. Like, I I would... Mm. That would be one mm. of the most perfect driver pairings yeah. on the grid uh, as far as... What yep. what kind of content will show up on, like, the peripheries of their racing itself? Um, but also, you've got Daniel yep. Ricciardo, uh, who is not a rookie, who is a race winner. Like, why would you... You've got Nick DeVries, who is a race winner, a world champion driver, and has driven in an F1 car before. He's not doing well at Alpha AlphaTauri. Why would you then put Daniel Ricciardo, who is... For all intents and purposes, a little less accredited uh than Nick DeVries. Why would you put him in that car and expect a different yeah. result? Like that's you're gonna you're gonna tarnish not that Nick DeVries' reputation deserves to be tarnished, but Red Bull really cannot afford to have Daniel Ricardo's stock diminished or his reputation tarnished. He just can't.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a
0: good uh that's a good point.
1: And I think that that makes a lot of sense. Keep uh keep Danny Rick nice and safe yeah
0: that said where he is that said he did do Um, a seat fitting at alpha towery this past week which is why people were like wait what is daniel rick doing a seat fitting at alpha Mm. towery it's just because he's a reserve driver technically if he were ever needed he needs to have a seat that fits yeah I, i think i saw some mention of he's
1: gonna do some kind of formal uh tire test at imola also in one of the previous generation red bulls
0: yeah Um, yeah so
1: he'll spend a little bit of time in a car on track
0: yeah and he's doing Uh, so we'll see uh he he does the tire test at uh silverstone too he like said that in an interview he's like yeah i finally get into the rb19 the real car at the pirelli tire test after silverstone so uh that's i i know that we're not going to get footage of that but I think we are going to see a very big change in Daniel Ricciardo after he gets behind the wheel of the actual car. Um, I think we're going to see a more focused Ricciardo going like, okay, yeah, I wasn't necessarily like gunning for Sergio Perez's seat prior to that, but once he gets into that car, he's going to be like, all right, I want to drive this thing full-time. I want to show what I can do against Max Verstappen because – if there's one person who has proven repeatedly proven that he is competitive with Max Verstappen it is Daniel Ricardo and oh man mm-hmm. oh i would love to watch a championship battle between those two are you kidding me that's that's like the the hamilton uh and rossberg battle for like the modern era with obviously yeah verstappen being rossberg and ricardo being hamilton but like i would love to watch those <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh just personality types um so anything yep. anything else from i love it from from, from Alpha Tower's uh camp johnny
1: no nothing nothing else that was catching my attention yeah. um yeah. so In this past week, the other thing that I've seen a lot of discussion about in the Formula One world has been just continued conversation and I guess I would say backlash Mm -hmm. towards some of the silliness around the Miami Grand Prix, particularly the uh, Will I M slash LL Cool J hosted driver introductions that we discussed last week that were... Uh, uh, quite honestly, a lucid fever dream of yeah. uh, a pure chaos yep. that that we saw starting the race off, and definitely like started things off on a on a bad enough footing that it like ruined my appreciation for Mm -hmm. everything that followed Mm -hmm. uh so uh there's there's been you know as not surprising you know and we we had mentioned some of the drivers are speaking out uh about it and how annoying it was to them or how it was seen as a very unnecessary distraction uh the officials that are responsible for that have Mentioned that they are, you know, they are noting this. I feel like it should be like the F1 stewards little message that it drops down from yeah. the top <laughs> of the screen. Like, <laughs> the stewards have taken note that this was a cringy and awful idea Yeah, and will be assessed, you know, further debrief to come mm. after the race. Um, So we'll see what, what's going to happen now in that discussion, it was also alluded to the fact that they were already planning yes other similar pre-race ceremonies for other key races yep this season yep obviously las vegas will be one of them do you have any like what what do you think are some of the pitches that are currently rolling around inside whatever horrific like ad agency style think tank is is coming up with these god-awful ideas like for mm-hmm. for vegas are they like pitching each other like so they'll each get satin boxing robes and you know they'll they'll come out one at a time uh LL cool j will be there again he's because you know mama said knock you out yep and uh yeah and it'll and it'll be it'll be blissful don king will be there the ghost of Don, is Don King still alive? I have is no idea but I
0: imagine that even if he is not dead either way it's still a hologram <laughs> of a, Don yes. King that's introducing <laughs> the drivers whether he's
1: alive or dead yes he's still presented exclusively in the form of a hologram to introduce the drivers yes. satin robes uh, all shadow boxing mm-hmm. on their way to oh, the great well
0: i can only imagine that they're going to have Uh, So there are two things that immediately pop into my mind when we think about Vegas. Uh, Well, three things, I guess. But the third thing is just too uh, emasculating for any of the drivers to do. Um, But the the first thing I think about is that, Johnny, is the boxing metaphor. And just having, because there are two team members Mm -hmm. for each team, they're going to have them come out and do like the like fist to each other's jaw kind of thing. Um, Touch touch
1: gloves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They'll (laughs) probably have like Sergio and Max like uh, at like a weigh in or something like that. They'll, they'll set up some sort of weird, they can like smack talk to each other like they do at the weigh ins. Uh, And then the other thing that I was thinking, this is the thing that almost certainly won't happen. Uh, but is so goofy that I can't not say this. I'm imagining that you know those giant like uh those giant clear plastic balls that like people get inside and then like run within. Mm-hmm. Uh they're going yep, yep, to yep. paint up uh like some die faces, like some dice like numbers on those balls and then have the drivers like roll out uh from that in like dice balls and have to like go to like their part of uh of the grid uh for like the the national i
1: thought you, i thought you were gonna say for sure that there was gonna be a giant oversized like roulette wheel that they'd be thrown into oh wouldn't that uh,
0: be just to to bring amazing yeah yeah all right uh hold so on the third, like, the third i like thing.
1: all of this is going
0: I'm... the third thing oh please yeah is just them doing like Vegas showgirl stuff and them just in like, they take on like the grid girl persona, uh, and have these giant feathers and, you know, uh, amazing, uh, sheer, uh, race, uh, race suits and like thigh high race boots. But again, it's too emasculating and they'll just, they'll never, they'll never do that. Love to see it.
1: Though. Corey, who's the unlucky driver that gets mauled by a tiger?
0: Oh, that would be, who's the, who's the, who has the least luck on the grid right now? Oh no.
1: I mean, that's, that's gotta be just a, a
0: it's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's gotta be, I will not allow Carlito to get mauled by a tiger, and I've heard Charles do a guttural scream that sounded like he was being mauled from the inside out. So I, yep. it's it's Charles, yep, yep. it's Charles.
1: Oh, okay, poor yep. baby. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. All right. All right. Uh. Other. Otherwise, coming out mm-hmm. of this Miami cringe fest. Uh. Worth noting that TV ratings in the United States on ESPN went down yep. this year, yep. took like a 20% or so drop, which is not insignificant. Um, now I'm always curious when I see these ratings uh, come out, if there's any connection to perhaps there being increased popularity with the the app, the formula one uh, app as a way to watch races instead. And that, that is, perhaps stealing away viewers from ESPN, but it's still a pretty significant drop. And I don't think one that the app could single-handedly account for. No, no. So I think it's worth noting that in this like ongoing season or just era of growth of formula one that we are seeing some pullbacks here and there. And that almost makes me a little anxious. Like, is that growth of Formula One going to be stunted? Is it Are we not going to see its full potential of expanding into you know, becoming this dominant form of motorsport in the United States? Is it going to be hindered by the sort of like unwatchability of the Red Bull dominance? Yes. This and
0: in tandem with that, will liberty media or right whatever they're the will liberty go okay and this is like a a uniquely american trait here um is a desperation trait so if numbers start to dip Mm -hmm. will they go okay so again this is like the miami uh the pre-race thing of like well the fans who were Mm -hmm. there seem to really enjoy it and also it created a conversation and that is a, a, a very western mentality of like hey as long as we're part of the conversation we're still in the conversation so i am a little bit concerned that liberty will start to allow for more of the pomp and circumstance surrounding these grand Prix that could generate more yep you know, viewership because people are like, well, let's tune in kind of what we were just talking about with the Vegas stuff. Let's tune in to see what kind of ridiculous shark jumping yeah. they're going to do this week. Uh, so I'm, that, that is concerning. Uh, I don't think the app is offsetting it enough. I don't think that there's enough, there are enough people who are yeah. watching through sky uh, through the sky F1 app or the F1 TV app to really disrupt espn numbers i mean that's i I don't think so um yep that said i know that cola my friend uh i believe that she's using the f1 tv app uh but she uses like the mlb app too so it's not like she's like a tv watcher and like she's just like oh i i needed a way to watch this (laughs) consistently that isn't in someone else's home so she got the app uh so it might it might be offsetting numbers, but it's, Yeah, uh, I'm cu- I'm Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm curious because it's it's a great product mm-hmm. and I think it's it caters perfectly towards serious fans yeah. and gives them a robust and you know an improved experience uh compared to ESPN yeah. in in several ways. Um, but yeah, I still, I, I can't imagine it's, it's making that aggressive of a debt. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I think I'm with you on the, the potential desperation. Uh, Stefano Domenicali, uh, came out this past week specifically noting that he is not interested in or planning any kind of, you know, regulation changes to try and curb the Red Bull dominance. Um, yeah. Which, you know, means that it's it's being floated across his desk. Uh and by, it's being considered. You know, maybe Liberty, maybe just ev- everyone else yeah. in, in general who wants to see this sort of reined in.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it's uh yeah, I'm I'm increasingly concerned for the 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 growth of our of our sport yeah. and and seeing what what's gonna happen here in the in the near
0: future. Yeah. And is quality uh, last
1: piece that I'll, yeah, yeah, last piece that I'll touch on in the vibe of Liberty Media and all that nonsense, yeah, and the general Americanization of Formula One? Um, David Coulthard the other day mm. specifically called out, Hey, I still think that Liberty and Formula One could make the new york city grand prix work and by the new york city grand prix i mean the weehawken new jersey the jersey grand prix, grand prix uh, yes that would effectively would effectively be directly across the river from uh midtown manhattan yeah uh, on the the palisade cliffs of new jersey uh coultard specifically stated that He thought the course was amazing. Back when they were playing with the idea, he actually ran a a previous spec Red Bull car around the proposed street circuit course.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: And his statement was, yep, his statement was something to the effect of, you know, uh, there's an uphill section that makes Au Rouge look like you know a kid's theme park ride, and was speaking you know very very strongly about what you know how excited he was about the potential of that course. So yeah. uh, who knows? I I would love to see it. It's like literally in my backyard. Um, yeah, quite literally. literally. Was something that uh, a few years back, my sister was living in a in a place where you would have been able to like look out her apartment window and see the race uh happening down below yeah and so uh you know it's still an interesting thought uh especially if they're up for these wild city circuit things i'll leave it to the rest of the fans to determine if four grand prix's in the united states (laughs) are are too many or, or whatnot um but again, you know, Coulthard was very, you know, he was very comfortable with the idea of it. He was like, "Yeah, no, it's great because each one has a completely different vibe and a very different region, and and geographically, it's like, you know, we're covering the same amount of territory as we are often when we're jumping between other races." So,
0: yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? So, we'll see. We'll see. So. We'll see. I think that there's a good chance that there will be something that happens uh, in the U.S., especially because Miami is underwhelming. So I think that New York could slot in there or the Empire Grand Prix or whatever they end up calling it could slot in there potentially Mm -hmm. uh, if we've got... Miami not literally not able to sell out its own grandstands. There were general admission tickets still available for like 500 bucks for the weekend uh the day of the Grand Prix at Miami. So oh. yeah, so there's there, there's a chance that Miami might drop off the calendar, maybe, maybe. Um and if it does, then we would absolutely have uh a potential Grand Prix happening on the east coast which would be dope uh all right well johnny it's a short one this week let's uh let's let's determine do you think that the stock went up this week or do you think that it flatlined uh do you think that it dipped uh where where do you think the stock is i think there's a gentle dip Mm -hmm.
1: coming out of a slumbersome uh miami Graham.
0: yeah yeah, I agree. I think that we're we're kind of in like some hangover territory, uh, and the the Imola race is going to be the hair of the dog, and that should get us back to where uh, we need to be on our I love on that. our hopeless addiction uh, with with F one. Um, so uh, let's let the folks know where they can find you out there in the world, Johnny.
1: Yeah, you can always track me down via my home base, johnnymotion.com. Corey, where
0: can the folks find me? They can find me, Burn, Corey Byrne, on all the social media platforms, and also the F1 Files on Twitter and Instagram, and the F1 Files pod on... Oh, wait, no. Yeah, it's the F1 Files pod on Instagram, and the F1 Files on Twitter and TikTok. That's what it is. All right, folks. Well, make sure that you catch up with us next week after the italian uh made in italy uh emilia romagna grand prix uh, uh out there so folks we will catch up with you make sure you catch up with us the next time on the f1 files
1: Boo.